and this is Mark. And this is Francois doing the Daily Ride podcast for Tuesday, March 6th, 2018. And even though there was nothing going on between us and the Lemon Sisters, just sex, we're still putting the commute in commuter entertainment. All right, well. And we're recording. Here's to uh, our here's, first uh, here's to video. video. Yeah, yeah, into the 21st century, baby. <laughs> 2017. I'm glad they invented video this century. It's a year of video. <laughs> I don't know what we would have done with it before. Mm-hmm. How we survived without it. Uh, did you watch the Academy Awards? Uh, how about no? Uh, yeah, me neither. I yeah. guess we can't talk about that. Then. Uh, was it the Academy Awards? Was clear, it, is that what the Oscars clear, are? Clear. I think so. Yeah. Ugh, I just can't. I can't sit around for a bunch of uh, uh, self-congratulating millionaires. I just, I I can't do that. Look how good we did. Exactly. We did, I acted so good. (laughs) Uh, Damn well better have. Yeah, paid millions of dollars for that. You know, the reward seems to me to already be in their pockets. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. And in their adulating fans. I I don't see the appeal. Quite frankly, to the Academy Awards. Yeah. Well, you know, like I think for I mean, for, your, yeah, go for ahead. some things, I think it's good. Uh, like I think your for, mom liked to watch all the pretty dresses go down the red carpet. Yeah, she likes that. She likes that. Uh, but I was thinking more specifically for the people who don't get recognized. You know, on key the key grip. Best key grip. Yeah, that kind of stuff. But those stuff. guys don't make it to the TV. Well, they don't make it to the TV, but they do get the awards. No, I understand. They do the whole thing. But they don't get any adulation. No. I mean, it's nice to... You're absolutely right. It's, but it's you do really get, nice to give... Like, for instance, like, Taryn's dad, who does sure. the sound for Sesame Street... No, absolutely. ...wins an Emmy, and then he gets to say, yes, I've got, like... I think he's got, like, well, I don't know... 47 Emmys at this point. <laughs> it's actually a little ridiculous. They line the walls of the house. Uh, that's cool. Yeah. And, so, uh, and they come in a cool box. Sure. Oh, man, I didn't realize, but they come in like this black box with like a velvet lining. Sure. And uh, I really wanted one, but I couldn't think of a thing to do with it. But you... I you, really wanted it. You, you, you wanted one, but you didn't want to do it. Yeah. You take the well, effort to earn one. I think he throws them away. Like he just oh, the tosses boxes. Them. Yeah. Because, oh, yeah. like, you think, all of a sudden, you've got 47 Emmy boxes. They're, like, a foot and a half by... And he just treats it like a friend's fancy wrapper. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> and funny. I was like, mm. <laughs> Like, I really <laughs> want it. So, uh, so yeah. Anyway, I, I think it's good for stuff like that. Where you Oh, know, no, the, no. The guys I, I, who... Hey, listen. Recognizing... Do the BTS work, yes. as we say in the biz. <laughs> That's right. Uh, recognizing people for their efforts, and especially, like you say, when, you know, especially in an industry like that where it's all about ego, and and everybody's getting their their uh, uh, egos continually stroked. But meanwhile, you're the the foley artist, or the sure. or the the grip, yeah, or the but what's the, what does a grip do? A key grip. Uh, no, I don't, ju- not I don't, a, I don't not the key grip. Just a regular not the key grip. grip. Just a regular, Just a regular grip. grip. Uh, it helps out on set. 
literally like just you know oh, we need somebody to move that light the you PA's know PA's ever win an award or that's no way a PA is winning an award uh PA production assistant production assistant yeah I think they win awards really yeah uh, yeah, so I, I'm agree- I'm with you that it's nice that the industry rewards. I'm not its... sure we need two names for essentially the same thing. I think production assistant, grip, you got to be doing the same thing. No, I don't think. I think one's more technical. I think the grip is doing more. I think the PA is literally running around getting coffee for folks and. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You know, it's a real gopher. It's like a more secretarial kind of thing. Just almost. a gopher. Right. Just okay. like, you know, uh, it's a, that guy cut him, the, the key grip just cut his finger. Can you run get him a Band-Aid? Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes that, sense. Yeah. Right. I, I think. I, I, I mean, I've never been on a set like that, so I, I honestly don't know. But I think Chris has talked to me about doing stuff like that. So. Sure. We should ask him. We should ask we'll him. We'll get back with answers. Um, hey, speaking of For those of you who don't have access to the internet. Fair point. So, uh, speaking of production, uh, we're going to be getting our fancy new mics. Or, our, you know, oh, the, today. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. Right. The sound quality is going to take a jump up just like you've never ex- seen. Just explode. It's going to explode. It's going to be huge. To take, to take. <laughs> it's going to be best sound you've ever heard. I said best fucking sound ever. Best podcast there's never, ever. There's, there's never been a better podcast. Better, sound, better podcast, yeah. better sound. This will be the best podcast ever. It's the greatest podcast. Uh, so I'm watching this, uh, stupid Star Trek franchise, Deep Space Nine. Yeah. You talked about this a little last week, I think, yeah. Right, but, amazing new development. Ooh. I'm listening. (laughs) As you might imagine. Uh, no, uh, uh, so I'm watching, and I'm kind of dozing. Sure. It's my my go-to-sleep show. Yeah. So I'm watching, and uh, I they're 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 doing a prisoner exchange with an alien. Okay. And uh, and I'm th- I'm like, hey, it's Leonard Nimoy. They got him to play one of the aliens. They got him all dressed up like an alien. And it's is it Spock? It's Iggy Pop. It's Iggy Iggy Pop is the alien. <laughs> yeah. No way. <laughs> what to my and I'm I I like. You know, all of a sudden I'm awake now. I'm mm-hmm. like, is it, is it, could it be Iggy Pop? You know, he's got alien, you know, but it's Iggy Pop. Really? And, and then I went and I looked it up, and sure enough, Iggy Pop. Yeah, wow. plays a Horta. I'm like, you know, I'm probably. Is that in, like a Horta? No, nothing like a Horta. Vortas and the Hortas, they don't. Vortas, Vortas, a humanoid, humanoid life form. Made of silicon? No. <laughs> oh. Carbon based. Damn. All right. So uh, that's why we're at war with them, because we, we're we're fighting over the same resources. I see. Uh, hordas we don't have to fight with. They just dig holes for us, and we collect the gems they ship behind them. Cool, right? I mean, yeah. isn't that how it worked out? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> sweet gig. <laughs> Very sweet gig. Anyway, uh, that was that was kind of fun. Yeah. Thank you, Pop. Also, kind of dabbling on slave labor, but. And I think, if I'm not mistaken. The eventually the uh, singer for the Doughboys Montreal band, yeah, uh, his ex-wife uh, and mother of his child are play in one of these Deep Space Nine, se- you know, seasons. Uh, right. I don't think I've seen her his yet. His ex-wife, 
Christina Hendricks? Uh, no, I'm drawing. Uh, no, no, that's his current wife, I think. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm blanking on her name right now. Pretty girl. Sure. Nice. Yeah. Uh, wife of the Do- Doughboys, as she'll henceforth be known. Ex-wife of the Doughboy. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that's uh, that pleases her. <laughs> anyway, uh, but I haven't seen her yet. Okay, so you're kind of hanging in for that. I, I keep my eyes open for that. Nice. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally blanking on her name right now. Did you know that Iggy Pop was once tackled by a man in a gorilla suit? And the man in the gorilla suit was Elton John? You're making that shit Fun up. Fun fact. You're making that shit up. <laughs> nope. Wh- why? I don't know. I didn't read the source material. I just read it on a Fun Facts website. <laughs> like a lot of my knowledge. <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> comes uh, from a fun A fact. lot of what passes for your knowledge. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Uh, <clears throat> that is bizarre. I was telling someone about... Uh, Iggy's performance in Dead Man. Yeah. You remember that? He was, yeah, he played a sort of more major role in that movie, right? Well, he plays a major role in a certain part of it. You know, there's this part where Johnny Depp stumbles into this weird camp scene. You know, okay. like it's in the West, Wild West. Uh, and these these three guys have set up camp, and Iggy Pop's dressed, like, dressed up. He's the woman. He's playing the woman in the camp. Nice. And uh, it's a really kind of creepy scene. Sure. Uh, as he yeah. stumbles across these three weirdos around a campfire. Iggy Pop as a woman is yeah. a creepy thought. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not a pretty woman, by the way. Seriously? Not, he's no, he's no Lou Reed. He's up. no Lou Reed. Yeah. He's no Lou Reed. Does Lou Reed make a pretty woman? Have you seen the back of Transformer? I guess not. Oh, you should check out the back of the Transformer album. Huh. Because they've got, you know, there is he is the as a dude. It's not like high-res, no, that's not the high-res black and white one. Or not high-res, but high-contrast uh, black and white one. The front may be that, so it's oh, a picture okay. of him. I, you know, I've never seen the back of it then. Because I was, I was thinking of the Transformers. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I know the Transformers. I'm pretty sure he's dolled up on the back. Okay. Uh, I'm almost certain. That was a very trendy thing to do back then. <clears throat> Get dolled up? Like that was a... what all the hipsters were about. Uh... I think David Johansson tried to pull it off. He's not as pretty a woman. No. Well, all the New York dolls. Oh, yeah. Kind of I don't think they it. were happy about that, though. That's kind of funny. I, don't think, <laughs> I think Johnny Thunders was not amused. He was not thrilled. Dressing up like a. And I, who was their manager? Malcolm McLaren? Probably. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's funny. Uh, yeah. So I don't, Every band has that one guy who's just like, I don't want to do the thing. Well, I think there. I think it may have been two guys. In I this am band. what I am. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it, to some extent, you know, Johnny Thunders was a sort of a a, dan- a bit of a dandy, John- as dandy as a punk can be. Johnny Thunders. Johnny. Oh yes, I yeah. guess I'm getting con- him confused with Johnny Rotten. I yeah, who was of... also managed by Malcolm McLaren. Right, I always get him kind of. Oh no no no. Mixed up in my head. No no Johnny but... Thunder. You know, he's sort of like I, I don't know if you ever seen the videos of him in Paris. Uh, yeah. Uh, but he's, you know, he's sort of, I mean, he's definitely got that New York fuck you kind of attitude, which sure. he's always had, as right. far as I know. Uh, <coughs> but he was also like, you know, he fancied himself, he was into the fashion. Right. Uh, and fancied himself like a snappy dresser. 
Interesting. In a punk way, like not, sure. you know, not, uh, you, you know, know. In leather and... He wasn't wearing a zoot suit or anything, <laughs> you, you know. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. Uh, and uh, so I don't think he was particularly happy dressing up in a tutu, mm. which I think is what he wore on stage. Well, I mean, like, you don't think he was, like, sort of, like, into the showmanship of it? Or... I mean... Or maybe that's just why he did it, even though he fucking hated it. I mean, I think when you're in a... In a... When, you know, you, when, when the you're in a male, band, when the when other you, male numbers of the band, no, I, I think the you, band outnumber you. I, well, I think you just want to play, right? Sure. So you're like, and everybody's, like, oh, we're gonna dress up like we're the New York Dolls. We're gonna dress up like girls. And you're like, that's a fucking stupid idea. And everybody else says, no, no, it'll be funny, as you know, or whatever. It'll be uh, ironic. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you know, the feminists hadn't created the hipsters yet, but. Mm. Uh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> they were born in a lab, <laughs> but uh, but I uh, but no, I, I think you just I think it really was one of those things where this will be out. This will be in the summer. This will be outrageous. Right. Okay. A band, a male band, all dressed, all in drag. Yeah. That'll be outrageous. People won't know what the fuck to think. Well, I guess it was at the time. Well, it kind of was a little bit. Uh, but look at them, man. They're not a pretty sight. And <laughs> they were not trying very hard. Well, their feminine wiles left something. Well, to be I think desired. David. Jo- I think David o- Johansson was enjoying it. Sure. But uh, I think the rest of them were not. I don't know. I haven't. You know. I just know that I've heard interviews with them where he I, where he wasn't happy about dressing up like dress, You know, putting the women's clothing. <laughs> That, that was not... Well, that's he, very funny. That was not what he was into. But he did it, and he did it, and he went on, and he played, uh, and he banged out his tunes. All uh, right. And he got, obviously, much better over the years uh, in, you know, playing. Sure. Uh, but because uh, of all of them, I think he's produced my the music I like the best. Did he play with... Uh, who else did he play with? Uh, well, it was Johnny Thunders and the Heartbreakers. Yeah. I mean, it was not not Tom Petty's band, but it, it was something <laughs> like <laughs> it was something like that. It was it was the Heartbreakers or the mm-hmm. Heartstabbers. I yeah, I think it was the Heartbreakers. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Did he play uh, with? Uh, well, but I'm he, old. My memory's failing. Well, and he had all his own stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, he wrote Can't Put Your Arms Around Her Memory, and he wrote uh, Born to Lose, I think. Right. Or am I thinking of stupid? No, he's dead, right? He's very dead right From now. a heroin overdose. From, uh, I think so. Or yeah. Some drug, certainly some drug-related. Causes drug related, to be determined. Well, some, certainly some drug-related uh, malady. Yeah. yeah. That's sad. Very sad, yeah. yeah. Uh, I have watched those videos of him just like collapsing on stage, just yeah. like nodding on stage. Uh, yeah, that, those it's are. It's a little sad. It's funny for like thirty seconds, right? And then immediately it's like, oh, he. Well, needs it's not to just sad. It's just like, well, it, it's not only sad, but it's also like, if I were in that audience and I paid to hear uh, "Born to Lose," is that right? It's not Stu Baders. No, I'm always getting no, their Stip music Bader. confused. Stu Baders is born to lose. Who right? did Swingin' a Go-Go? Stu Baders. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 
Okay, and who did So Alone? I think Johnny Thunders. Who did A Million Miles From Home? Uh, Stip Baders. See, I'm always getting their music confused. Yeah. Uh, no, I know, I do the same thing. I mean, I know he did Can't Put Your Arms Around a Memory. Right. Uh, and I, I'm pretty... <laughs> His most yeah. notable And he song. did Search and Destroy. He did a great version of Search and Destroy, as okay. I recall. Okay, cool. Uh, Iggy Pop's tune. Speaking of Iggy. It's yeah. tune. Tune. It's tune. It's when it's British, you gotta say tune. Tune. <laughs> Neither of those guys are very British, though. That's true. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I... I know that. I was just uh, saying. Sure. No, if you were British <laughs> you were and were British referring to them. referring to them, I'd uh, say tune. Sure you would. Yeah. What, what, how about if you... It sounds a lot like if you were Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> no, Curi- it's more like tune. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, what the... We got a traffic jam Turn. going on here. What the yeah, hell? I know. Something's fucked up. What the hell? It's madness! Uh, what are they doing up there? I think one of the lanes is closed up ahead. I don't like that. Let's find out. Get a closer look. That's, <laughs> That's I mean, we will ultimately. Now that we're filming this thing, let's get in oh, with the cameras, man. Eventually, we'll oh, get a see, closer yeah, look. There it is. Uh, you got we're some. Closed, uh, we're closed up ahead. You got a view up there. Yeah. So, uh, closed roads. Mm. Um. So, gun control. Gun control. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about this last night, uh, actually, because I was talking with. Really. No, seriously. <laughs> I was trying to pull something totally out of the blue. All right. Yeah, no, no, I was thinking I'm about curious, it last night. I'm curious I was, about your thoughts. I was a little... Tell me about the NRA. <laughs> well, they're a gun advocacy. No, I know. Group. I feel like they're way, way, way misunderstood. Well, it's not that they're misunderstood, I don't think. I think people understand them very well. They're a gun advocacy group. But what they... What the debate, pol, you know, has polarized the dialogue you know right. the, the sides have polarized the, between people who want killing machines in people's homes right they've characterized each other well here's here's how the the NRA supporters I'm not saying the NRA is doing this because I don't know what the NRA is doing I don't think many people do but so, <laughs> so but the NRA supporters you know are portraying the the people who who want gun some gun control legislation right as, you know, freedom-hating, you know, commies. Right. Constitution-bashing. Who, who want to tell you how to live your life and make you unsafe. Right. Right? And so that's, that's how that side portrays the other. And then uh, the, 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 the side who... The other side. The other side. <laughs> I got you. The other side, the other side, uh, you know, is portraying portraying people who uh, who are advocating for gun rights, not necessarily the NRA, because I don't know what their fucking position is. Uh, But they're they're portraying them as you know uh, warmongering. Yeah, you know, gun loving killers who don't, you know, Yosemite Sam. Yeah, who are prepared to let. (laughs) Millions die so that they can have their precious guns. Right. It, so you know, it's not a very nuanced, you know, public debate. <laughs> right. Um, well, because I was my my thinking on it is is like, you know, it is I believe that guns are dangerous, and we should have the right to own them. I, I believe both things. Well, how about uh, you know, 
the AK-47s? How about assault rifles? How about military-style weapons? How about tanks? How well, about yes. bazookas? How about grenades? How about... Uh, well, grenades may be a bit of a stretch, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. That Second Amendment was... It, it, like, you have to really sort of go back and think about why that Second Amendment was put in there in the first place. Yes. You don't have to think a too much bit. about it if you're prepared to read the Federalist Papers. You can actually read about it. You can you actually know exactly just, why. Just, <laughs> yeah. But wasn't it because essentially they were a little concerned that there might be another well specific, <laughs> specifically they were worried that the British were gonna attack again, and so they wanted everybody to be armed so that they could fight them off if they made another run at the states. Right. And what about, like, sort of a protection against the government yes. that loves you so much? Well, it, that was their government, right? So, sure. of course, they were fearing a tyrannical government. The right. Brits were their government but before we put they it, but fought I, for their like, I get, like, if you, you know, you're just saying, like, all our population should be armed so we can fight the British if we have to. Because now we're sort of considering them a separate thing. You know, right? Although they did, they did. That's throwing off their government. So right. they were throwing off their government, and it made it into the current constitution, the one that we've been using. And they did fear that the current government, that the government they were setting up, had the potential to become tyrannical. Well, there you go. And so it's sort of in there as, and nobody is like thinking. I, I think they've just well, sort everybody. Of, you know, it's funny about they're like, this. oh, in a million years, we'll never have a revolution. You know, everybody, our, the system's too good. Right. Everybody thinks that until they're, you know, everybody thinks the food chain is fine until they're starving to death. Everybody thinks their government is benevolent until they're throwing them in jail. Everybody thinks, you know, like you can, you can always make those arguments. And it's true that we have a fairly stable government here and it's unlikely, but you know, they probably thought they had a fairly stable government in Bosnia. Sure. You know, they probably thought they had a fairly stable government in Chechnya, maybe not one that they liked. But fairly but stable. But, right, exactly. Right. So, you know, you always think you're good until you're not. Sure. But Americans weren't raised like that. We were raised, we were, we were educated by our history right. to think we're not okay. We, you know, we, the, the, uh, the relationship between the people who we believe should be governing... And that's not universal. Like, not every country believes that. Right. Uh, but the relationship that, that the people have between the entity that they set up to govern them, mm-hmm. uh, to govern themselves, is a tenuous one. Um, and, you know, people argue that it's not. You know, people will make the argument, ah, the government, they're on our side, they're always doing good for us. I think that's a pretty... Naive. It's naive, and it is... You know, I, I'm, do they feel that way about Donald Trump? Sure. You know, maybe you want to have a gun now with Donald Trump in power. Yeah. You know, or guys like him. I, I don't know. Right. Like, I, I think that change. I think that, that when your guy he is, is in, in... in control of the military, after yeah, all. When your guy is the in... The commander-in-chief, I believe. <laughs> when your guy is in, you don't want anybody else to have gun, and when your guy is out, you want everybody to be armed. Right. I, I don't know. I think there's a, I think there's a lot of sort of sort of double standard now maybe they don't feel like that you know maybe gun control gun control advocates advocates, uh, feel like (laughs) feel like no matter how horrible the government gets people having guns is worse and that's a fair argument to make that's a fair 
But that's position. not what they're saying. Well, I don't know that. I mean, some of them. Well, I mean, like saying, I've never just heard saying like, "Hey, it doesn't matter how you know." Because it's contrib- not a nuanced debate, right? Because it's not a debate where you know it's you know when children are, need when facts. children are killed <laughs> by a gun-toting lunatic. Yes. Uh, it, Horrible crime. It it doesn't leave room. You, you know, it's very difficult in that moment. Or at any say, moment, for to example. To say, no, 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 trust me, guns are good. Or, or to say that that was a, uh, an acceptable risk. For the freedom of owning guns. For the freedom, and, and really we're not talking about the freedom, but we're talking about the security of owning guns. The security against a tyrannical government, security against a mugger on the street, security, you know. Right. Um, and a lot, you know... And you can make the argument on both sides. You can say that that's it's not worth it. Sure. Like you can you can say it's it's not worth those. But you know, like for example, we all hop around and we ride in our cars, and forty thousand plus people a year die in car accidents. But we say, as a society, without saying it, sure, that's an acceptable risk. Right. And I and I don't know the exact statistics on this, so anyone could correct me if I'm wrong. But I would say I would venture. A lot more people die in car accidents than die by gun violence. Uh, that's true. But it's it seems to people making the argument, and I can understand this argument, that dying in a car accident is less horrific. Well for, in a weird Yes. Well sort for of. one thing, fewer people die in each individual instance. So So it's not like you, know, you can have a car accident where people don't die. It's and it's not in some yes, for but example. But it's hard to have a gun accident where you no, don't die. No, people get shot and, and don't you know shot all the time and don't die. Like that instructor who sure, I know, I know. shoots himself have you in seen, the foot. I every once in a while, oh, just when I need a good laugh, yeah. I watch that. Oh man! And, and he's like trying to continue the class, right? And the teacher, I think, is over on the side. Going, you know, you want to go see the nurse? Because you should stop. You know, usually when a kid does that, yeah, we send him to the nurse. When a kid shoots himself in the foot, we usually get him to the nurse. You call their parents. Yeah. You want us to call your parents? <laughs> or an ambulance? Anything? So uh, we're really not going to make you continue to the class. But like, I'm not crazy. I, in fact, I would support. You know, I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty freedom-loving guy. Yep. Uh, I believe that freedom is an end in itself. Yeah. Uh, and that and that it's a pretty precious and not particularly secure state of being. Sure. Uh, a lot of people in this world live very unfree lives. Yes. Uh, and I think it's valuable to be free. Mm-hmm. Um, for a myriad of reasons I won't go into now. But um, I'm not opposed to, uh, you know, I don't think a good argument can be made for a kid running around with a, an 18-year-old kid right. running around with an AK-47 okay. with an assault rifle. So maybe you have to wait until you're 30. Well, Jesus and Christ! I picked you that number totally arbitrarily because you're thirty and not. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, but I mean, you know, you can't buy a beer. Is it voting today? Yeah. yeah. 
We don't get to vote, though, right? Not in Burlington. But in Charlotte. We could. We could go to Town Hall if we wanted. Okay. Oh, hey, speaking of which, um, when I talked to uh, David's mom, uh, she's running for family assistant, family court judge. In Charlotte? In Charlotte. And we have an oh, opportunity really? to vote for her on August 14th, I believe she said. Well, we'll do that. Uh, so when the voting comes around in August, uh, she asked for our oh. and everyone we know's vote. I'll, uh, she's got my vote. Yep. So. Um, <clears throat> so, so, you know, you can't buy a beer until you're 21. Now, I don't think that's a great idea. <laughs> like, I think 18 should be the age. Uh, yeah. But... But really, we we're all prepared to accept the fact that at twenty one you can't, uh, you know. At twenty, you are too young to drink, Mister. You can't drive a car. You know, speaking of those forty thousand dead by car accidents. Yeah. You can't drive a car without some training. Right. <laughs> you know. You can't drive a car. You know, but a, but a, but you can a, go out and buy a, a forty five. A fourteen year old can have a gun. Right. You know. As long as uh, somebody over 14 bought it for him. Right, exactly. Uh, the way that guns are... Now, you know, I was listening to Josh Zepps on his podcast, We the People Live. Yeah. And they were talking about gun control and what they do in Australia. And I actually think that the Australian uh, position only works in a really homog- homogeneous society. Okay. Um, I think that... I th- and I think it is a bit overreaching. Uh, not much. Right, okay. I mean, I'm, I, I'm not going to detail it for you, but essentially they forced everybody to sell their guns back to the government. Okay. Uh, you, you have to get essentially the permission of the government to buy a gun. Okay. You have to go through, I think, <clears throat> and I could be remembering some of this not quite exactly right, but I think you have to go through a fairly lengthy mm-hmm. uh, training process and stuff <clears throat> like that. Right. And but but not all of that is bad. <laughs> I'm right. not I'm not saying all of that is bad. Uh, there were just some elements as he was describing it that I don't think are very suited to this environment to, to, to the American uh, population. To to the American experience. The um, melting pot, as it were. Sure. <laughs> but that said, like I think there is a lot of middle ground. Yeah. But both sides in the debate seem to drive completely away from the middle of the ground to the to the edges. Right. Nobody should be allowed to have any... Un- no guns. No... Y- guns for everybody. Yeah, guns issued... And I'm out like tic gun, Guns... Yeah, guns <laughs> issued at birth versus nobody's ever allowed to have any guns ever at all except for the government. Right. Two horrible positions. Yeah. So both those positions are ridiculous, uh, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of middle ground. But we never get to the middle ground because we painted our opponents as the demon. And so you never give any ground to the demon. Mm. Your opponents are not the demons. And speaking of demons, check out the Instagram, Facebook, and the Twitter. <laughs> oh, look at you go. I know. There's a little housekeeping there. Yeah. Uh, right. right on. Right on.